are rolling. We're rolling. We'll slap a number then. What are we doing? This is episode 244. I'm Slappercast, everybody. Is this our weekly podcast? Yeah. It is indeed. Are we in Ireland yet? No. No? This looks like an interstate. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I have them in Ireland. They call them interstates in no. other countries? Yeah. No. We don't we, we, we do, we, we do states. We have counties. Counties? Yeah. What, what do they call them out there? In, intercounties. Counties. I'm going to say that when I get there. Yeah. yeah. Do that. Do that. Let's see what it. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, today's a big day. Today is our first day in Granbury. Today is also the day that um, Ireland play uh, New Zealand in rugby. Yeah. The World Cup, mind you. So it's a big day. Tomorrow, the Astros take on. Is it tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. The Astros take on the Rangers. And uh, for those of you listening abroad, <laughs> Rangers, any Rangers, any and all Rangers teams are shit, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> they all they all need to go. I hate Rangers. Anyway, what makes people like the difference between the Astros and Texas Rangers? I mean, well, just like class. Oh. Class, yeah. I mean, you've got no class if you're a Rangers fan. And, <laughs> and if you're, well, it's true. You don't necessarily like soap if you're a Rangers fan. And uh, you're usually kind to animals if you're an Astros fan. It's just, it's, it's one of those things that's weird. The closer you get to Oklahoma, the more you abuse animals and uh, are ignorant in, in, in the ways of uh, hygiene. Anyway, I digress. We have, uh, yes, our first time in in Granbury. This is good. We're on our way to Granbury, Texas. And uh, there's a place called the Pub McDonough. I've been dealing with a young lady named Shaley. She's the one that booked it. She's been tremendous in, in their promotion their their excitement for for you know for this weekend so they're 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 building a new pub so the old one was kind of again I, i've i've only heard the old one was kind of smaller and they but uh so they're a big area outside and um with a tent and all that and they, their food's really good from what i hear i've got some local people coming up tonight so i'm really looking forward to that and then uh tomorrow which of course now is in the past because we're slapping, you know, we're slapping here in the future. Uh, it's our first time playing the, the Southeast uh, Texas Renaissance Festival. Very happy about that because usually and typically they don't want electric bands in a Renaissance fair. It doesn't make sense. But then again, neither do 99% of the costumes. So there's that. And uh, this is a lot more relaxed. It's a lot more family friendly. It's a lot more... Um, uh, it's a beautiful grounds from what I've seen. Again, only pictures, so can't wait to show you photographs from that. Yeah. We've heard rumors that there might be a merch maiden in tow for that. So that's going to be the end of all our gear. We're not taking any T-shirts to Ireland because, uh, yeah, once she gets her hands on it, it's gone. And she sells everything. How's everything else? Everybody good? Good. Yeah. It's been a while. I think the last time we were... We were slapper casting. We were all separate, or you guys were riding together, and yeah, we had beds. Heidi was high as a kite; we couldn't find her, and, and I was up on yeah. So it was yeah. It's so much different driving. I don't know how you do it. I was like, I just. Uh, uh, I, did you capture that? That I think it was that, right before. Oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't start until after that. Did Did you tell the story of your near death experience? No, I don't think so. Did we? I don't think we did. I, I think it's time. Save Chad's life. I think it was after we recorded. Oh, it was after we recorded? Yeah. I can't remember, but it was, uh, we were just driving, and we're on, you know, the, the road, and, and all of a sudden, I just, you know when you feel something coming, like, on your shoulder? It felt like, like a hand was this close to my face, and I look over, and this SUV was literally 
on top of us. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I just took us that way. We had to do a little, <laughs> yeah. I still think that that's what happened to my air conditioning. Did you? Well, uh, I think that that's what happened to my AC was that moment. Oh, really? That's when it what happened to your AC? It broke and it leaked everywhere. So my car the next morning was soaking oh. wet. Oh. And it stunk like an animal crawled in and died. And so I'm like, maybe, maybe that's what it smells like in uh, Dallas. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so this coming week, we're uh, we're doing the Keneally's. We want to talk about a landmark, boys and girls. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, Keneally's has been around for, what, what, what anniversary is this? The 40th. Is it the 40th? Yeah. The 40th. Um, Since I was in high school, basically. Wow. Yeah. And they and Molly's. All the well, most of the Molly, Molly's and Kirkendall, anyway, have been around for. We've spoken about this so much on Slappercast that it's 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 nearly tiring. But a real Irish pub, uh, John Flowers was the was the owner. Uh, he's no longer with us in the past. But Keneally's was the first, I, th- I don't know which is older, Griff's or Keneally's. But I, I just I never warmed to Griff's. Griff's always made me feel like I wanted to go shower. <laughs> and uh, you know, good people in there. You know, uh, we know Griff Griffin, uh, Michael Griff Griffin, the owner of I me, mean, the ex-owner. But he, uh, you know, great, great man. A couple of failed political runs, but really, just a, a genuine, genuine uh, man. Yeah, he ran for mayor or something. He ran for. Did he run for mayor? He probably did. He probably ran for, for mayor. Uh, I can look that up too. <laughs> I forget. Sure. Good, good, good guy. Um, yeah, Houston, you've got to get a massive campaign to, to, to get something like that. You, you need to win something like that for Houston. Such a such a monstrosity of an area. Anyway, I digress. Again, so we're doing the, the, the 40th anniversary for Keneally's, and we've always had a, such a great time there. People rave about their pizza, but all their food's good. So that's going to be next, uh, is that the Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, and then Sunday we're back for the Southeast Texas Renaissance Festival. So, you do yourself a favor, jump on in, come on out, it'll be a lot of fun. And then also, I'm probably going to be able to announce it next week, but we do have our uh, first California date in a while. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's going to be for next year. Um, awesome. Yeah. That's coming up, and then, you know, of course... Nothing but Ireland on our minds, not only for the rugby, but for the for the tour next yeah. week. And uh, just shot up like a light. We're, we're still waiting on some dates, which is uh, aggravating. Um, we're waiting on some carry dates to, to be announced, to be confirmed. But we should have that, hopefully, by the next So let's get uh, our um, our kills out of the way. Anybody know what they're going to kill? I know what I'm killing. Okay, kill it. All right. Yes. There he is. Look, he got his sunglasses on. Woke up. No, I didn't. Wicked game. Chris Isaac. Good kill. Good kill. I'm surprised. I'm pretty sure we haven't done this one before. I'm kind of surprised. I didn't hate it when it came out. No, again, it's one of those things. It's like not because I hate it, but it is. It's one of those songs that was from the moment it debuted was just played to death. And, and like all the radio stations were in love with it. It was used in commercials, I think. And stuff. It just... It, I, I, and it's it's just one of those songs that's just indelibly like burned into my brain because I've heard it so many times. But it is a good song. I like Chris Isaac. I think he's I think he's a cool guy. Definitely, sort of a, a spawn of 
Roy Orbison and Elvis and Carl Perkins and all that, that whole ilk from the uh, pioneer days of rock and roll. But uh, that poor song has just been beat to death. So I, th- I just think maybe we should put it out of its misery. I think I think that song too kind of pushed him in the way of those croony, yeah, ballady, soppy, wet, gooey numbers. Because mm-hmm. he ended up. He did have a couple of very good. I can't think of any of the names. I own a couple of his records. I have a couple of his LPs, but um, uh, he, I can, he do. Uh, he did a bad, bad thing. It's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was good. Yeah. I mean, again, all that rockabilly style. Yeah. Uh, so, but, but I, I think Wicked Game pushed him in that. Thing. And I think that he just would have been a little bit more rockabilly, psychobilly slash rocking stuff versus what he ended up being now you know there just seems to be so many of those anyway sorry the success of that track I think redirected his career oh really I I think because I I did I stopped buying his records after the two records one or two records after that I'm great with names but (laughs) that was a long time ago though yeah it's not 80s was that late 80s when that came out I thought it was 90s maybe no definitely 90s it's been a long 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 time anyway uh, and the one I'm going to shine a light on is uh, somebody I haven't actually talked about on the show much, if at all. Jonathan Richmond, who has had a very long, you know, independent sort of indie career. And initially he was uh, in a band called Modern Lovers, which featured two guys who went on. I think, actually, I think all of the members went on to be in other bands. The drummer, I forget his name, the drummer went on to join the Cars. And then the keyboardist was Jerry Harrison, who... A couple of years later, joined Talking Heads. But anyway, Jonathan Richmond has a song that probably, I mean, all this stuff, all of this stuff is, is buried because he never really had a huge hit. There's a song called Affection, which I think is one of his most brilliant tunes uh, that he put out, I think, in the 70s. It's just one of those songs you listen to, and if whether you want it to or not, it's going to hit you. <laughs> you're going to be like, you're so right, man. God damn it, Jonathan Richmond. So, but he, he's brilliant. I, I used to go see him play live on. Uh, when back in the day he would come to Fitzgerald's like every two or three times a year uh, he would be there and they were always great he's such a great performer very spontaneous uh, from the stage great great banter from the stage uh, and he was I think he was one of the first people to play at the Continental Club in Houston when it opened uh, that was the first time I ever went there myself uh, was seeing Jonathan Richmond play and uh, yeah he's a great guy excellent yeah so you ready to turn? So yeah. You, like, yeah. You actually got me thinking because we were talking about instead of killing a song, killing a performance. But it, it sparked this performance that I saw when I was in high school. So I'm going to change which performance I'm going to kill. So when I was in high school, this was back in 98. Yeah. I went and saw, and this was in a stadium, and I went and saw it was No Doubt, Goo Goo Dolls, and Bush. And I really loved Bush's first record. Ooh. Like I was a big fan of them. I can't I just jump out the window. Yeah. That's awful. So I think this is one of my most, the worst live performances that I've seen. I can honestly say, no exaggeration, and I'll tell you why, was Goo Goo Dolls. They were the supporting act. They were in the middle. I thought it was the most boringest show I had ever seen. I was like, this sucks. And then at the very end, they like smashed the drums and smashed the guitar. They probably were upset now that I think about it. They smashed it. Yes. God damn, and, this is but I just remember thinking, 
they don't deserve to do that. Like, they <laughs> should not have done that. And that's what I remember from that moment. I couldn't tell you much else about that concert other than when we were going home. Like, I think we stayed the night, and the next day we were going home. That's what we talked about was, like, how boring and how bad that was. It was like, man, you should have just left No Doubt up there. Like, they were at least fun. You know, the crowd enjoyed it, but, man... So I'm killing that performance. Goo Goo Dolls, 1998. I think it was 98. 97 or 98 when they were touring with Bush. That's like the epitome of what I didn't like about the 90s was that band. Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls? Goo Goo Dolls and then like the, yeah, what's another just just boring? Matchbox 20? Yeah. The, the, who are the guys who did the same, same song to Friends? Like, that Bare kind Naked of, Ladies? Is that Bare Naked Ladies? No, no, no. But that that's another good oh, one too. Oh, yeah. Rembrandt's? Rembrandt's. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, but it's, I, I yeah, it's just almost just plain, ugh, just boring. It definitely boring, all sounds very really alike. Like, like they all are the same with a little different singer. Yeah. You know, the same yeah, yeah. Deal, but anyway. Yeah, that's that formulaic shit that we're always bitching about. Right. Because they, they go, oh, the, you know, those guys are grunge. I'll just do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, that fucking, that Goo Goo Dolls, fuck all their songs. Oh my God, I can't stand any of that shit. Who's the song? The, the band I killed this song before Jealousy. I think it was one of the first songs I killed. Jealousy. Yeah. Who does that song? Hey, Jealousy. That's a. Uh, is that? Uh, see, see. Not only. Yeah. Not, not, not only do I hate that song, but I was in. I was working in the bars back when everybody was covering that song. So not only did you yeah. get, did you get? It'll come to uh, uh, Gin Blossoms. Okay, yes, right? yes. 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 Uh, so okay. not only did I hate those songs, but then we hired all the bands that played those fucking songs. Oh, God. And. You get like a karaoke version of it. Yeah, that's generous. Yeah, it was fucking it was evil. It was pure evil. Anyway, sorry, torture. Good. Yeah. So you're good. So I want to kill that performance. Yeah. So now you got me thinking. I have a couple other performances. I think yeah. I might kill down the road here. I'm a few sure. segments. Yeah. But uh, the the song I'm gonna shine a light on. So I guarantee you, this is a band you haven't heard of. It's an all girl punk rock band. They are from and out of air. No, that's just a singer. Uh, <laughs> I wish you could see your face from the profile. It's so good. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah. The band called The Venomous Pinks. I like the name. Yeah. They, they've been around for a while. I I crossed paths with one of the members of the band a long time ago when I lived out there, but, uh, you know, I don't really know them now. You know, it's been a long time, but they... Uh, they had an album that came out last year. I can't remember the name of the album, but the song's called We Must Prevail. And what I like about them is it's just, it's it's not an overproduced, they don't sound like some of the punk rock bands that are still going now in some of these areas, they all kind of sound a little the same. It's like this Newfound Glory style. Yeah. Where I say, there's a few, I don't want to diss them because I like them, but yeah. it's, uh, this band doesn't sound like that. I think they have their own sound. You know, it's raw. I like, I feel that. It's raw and it's super cool. And I just ordered some shirts from them in the mail off their site and got them. They sent me a bunch of stickers. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm totally a fanboy. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping uh, next time we're out that way, maybe we can connect with them. But uh, cool band, and I think you guys should check it out, you know. Total raw punk rock, all chick band, badass. Cool. They went on tour with uh, Less and Jake. They've got to tour recently with Bouncing Souls. You know, and I love those bands. Like, man, it's just really cool to see them doing what they're doing so cool yeah very cool well my kill is easy uh, that fucking I, I, I'm sure we've done it before the, the Irish by the Goo Goo Dolls 
just thought, thought of that. Awful. I wasn't the one that was going to kill. The one I was going to kill was a... Uh, um, actually, let me shine the light first because uh, it'll, it'll escape me. I was listening to the, the, the... I don't know where it came on, but the vapors turning Japanese. Oh, yeah. Fun, fun song. And I loved it when it came out. I just love the energy behind it. And I think it's very silly, but it's... it's uh, I, I like the bridge. I like I like their delivery of that song. I would have loved to have heard them cover China Girl by uh, yeah by David Bowie only because uh, I want to get that ethnic thing going again and the the you know on and on and on. I, I, I just that's 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 out of nowhere. Um, you, you you've often played that just that that big any riff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always thinking in my head. Because I think it goes the G after that the first chord. Yeah, it's always always just when kick right into it. Whatever you do, it's such a crazy song. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Niles. Uh, David Bowie. Niles. Uh, Niles Rogers. Yes, Rogers. Good one. Good, good name. He is a. He is a. He brought that to David Bowie. He's like, oh, he's gonna hate it, and he fucking loved it. And I was like, oh. Uh, it was great. Yeah, he, he funked it up too. Yeah, that he was self conscious of it. He said that in interviews too. He's like, he did that with all the stuff he did with Let's Dance and all the yeah. other things. He's like, man, I, I really uh, funk these up. Is it cool? I, mean, I don't know if he was, didn't know if David yeah, was going to like it. He was, he was, he was like, terrified that, that, that this is brilliant. And he was terrified yeah. that he was going to bring the. the he, he, he just to me, it, it was so cliche that I thought Bowie oh, wouldn't like it. But I think it was so cliche. I think that was the reason why it was. Yeah. And, and it's brilliant too. He's such a great. He's such a such a musical. One of those guys like a Van Morrison who can just breathe music. He can just. You, he just improves the music being around. You know. Yeah. If you want to hear, like probably what it sounds and what it may have sounded like, what we did if, if Niles hadn't put his touch on it, is uh, the original with because that song was written by Bowie and uh, that's right with uh, Bowie and. Um, Iggy Pop yeah so it was originally on, on Iggy Pop's record first so if you listen to that it's very Iggy obviously Iggy sings that version very different from Bowie's I wonder how many songs that are maybe huge in people's lives or a certain riff or certain something that almost didn't become a thing because somebody was worried oh this isn't good and maybe they just pulled a plug on it but they happened to just push it forward and now it's something massive like Makes you wonder, like, what songs could have been lost, yeah, because of that, or what know, songs maybe are lost, you right? Know, because of it, like, well, that, that fun, brings me back to it. That brings me back to a memory of a, a good friend of mine, Dominic Walsh, who uh, was lucky enough to get lessons with Brian Downey of Thin Lizzy, yeah, and he he got to hear some of the unreleased, um, um, uh, uh, I don't know if any of the songs saw the light of day, but he was saying that some of them were better than some of the stuff that was on the radio, which is mind-blowing to you know which I'm, I'm hoping that the the Phil Lynott estate will wow. like you know continue yeah. to release these these, these uh, demos and these you know just uh, pieces of music like what if they're just recording a rehearsal and they're doing yeah. something and there's something in there that's they've never played again yeah that would be crazy yeah. You know? yeah oh that's exciting that blows my mind yeah and then yeah, the, the, the the song kill, of course that that could be also, I can't get that out of my head. Sorry. Oh, hey, I, oh. I should just apologize. <laughs> I just I just hate that. I I, I just I, I never liked that band because it was. I I wondered if if they didn't have that pretty boy in the front, if they would have you know ever, ever made it out of the club. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because it just didn't seem and, and again I'm biased the, a lot of that 90s stuff was uh, I, I, and it's crazy to me because it's the soundtrack to a lot of people's lives uh, a great example is Kelly Navarro who's uh, not only one of our favorites but we also kill her favorites on a regular basis <laughs> and she's way 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 younger than us and uh so when I'm killing this stuff that I like 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 a bush song that would not come to mind that breathe they breathe out so fuck that song hate it oh man that's a good song uh, okay well, I like it when it came out I, I thought they had a little different sound like the guitar is a little different like it I liked it I, I, saw, I mean a lot of people do a lot yeah. of people do but I, and again that's one of the things I just couldn't take because all these bands were doing the, the the covers of it yeah and not well because it was you had to back in in those days on the Richmond Strip in sunny old Houston, Texas we would ha- uh, the bands would have to keep up with the song that was number one or you know like the top, top played songs on the radio so these guys would come in and we know it blackguards know it from rehearsing something and playing through it once or twice in the studio and then taking it to the stage and then we'd all look at each other and go oh shit and then oh yeah you're not supposed to just play it once and take it live. I mean, you can, but we're 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 a little bit uh, pickier than that to to take these songs and uh, just regurgitate them. Yeah, and especially the the, the new stuff. I, I've been working at, at the studio. And I've been cleaning it daily and just getting it. Oh my god! I just. I actually enjoy being out there. I got the keyboard set up and I got oh, right. messed with all this different stuff. But it's mind blowing on how, like, much like this conversation, much like uh, Slappercast episode 200, we uh, take these tangents and we do U turns and flips and, you know, digging holes and jumping out of windows. The conversation can go anywhere. And we, and that's the same as a rehearsal. Because yeah. I know we, we went in there last week. We went in there with that kind of that kind of reggae feel. But the first thing that we started messing around was this kind of Black Sabbath-y kind of riff. And I was listening to that. And I was like, oh, these songs, this can go together. Yeah. That's what I love. And the things that, that I hate about that Bush song and the Goo Doll stuff, the songs just didn't go anywhere. And they ended up just being this sticky, sweet you know, discharge, you know, that, that you just can't fucking get off. You know, you can't get anybody. Can you think of right now, and I can tell you mine, can you think of the last earworm that you had? The last song that was just in your head you couldn't get rid of? Can anybody? I mean, the whole time we've been doing this, I've been singing Hey Jealousy in my head the entire time. You just brought that up, and it's just running through. He did. Don't Don't stop. Don't blame me. Oh, I thought you did. It's like, like right now you're talking, I'm going... It's just digging right now. It's just burying its claws in. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be my Jack, can you remember your last uh, earworm? I don't. When you said that, I realized that uh, I'm trained Japanese. It's been yeah. Yeah. since you mentioned it, it's been going around. Before that, it was Wicked Game, but now. Yeah, no, on Wicked Game, that's another one that will. Absolutely, like throw your dick in the dirt when the, when, <laughs> when when you're when you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. Oh, 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 I remember the one that's been recent. I yeah. got it now. Do you remember the band? I think they were '90s. Ace of Ace. Yes, I remember the name. Oh, all that she wants. Yeah, that song that came on, 
and I told Stacy, I'm like, oh, I need to shine a light on that one. And she goes, and I said, yeah, but I'll probably end up having to walk. <laughs> if I do. And then I was singing it for days. Like, yeah. So that was my my year. They had several big hits. Yeah. The I remember debating about with my coworkers at Calvin Klein when I was working there in the nineties about that song. I mean, is she talking about she wants another kid? Is that what she's saying? Oh, I don't know. Or she wants this another baby. Baby. Oh man. Ace of Ace. It was like the two guys and two girls. Yeah, it was baby. like people were calling them the new ABBA back then. Yeah, I was part of this like team break thing. I was a teenager and we would go to this camp thing and that was just they just played the that band was just on repeat, like so it's in my soul. It's part of my DNA. Yeah. I feel like Ace Space. What was the other thing? Uh, I can't remember. As soon as you play it, I'd be like, oh, Kelly, yeah. Kelly Navarro would know. Yeah. Let's call her. Kelly, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. She's, uh, she's going to disown us after this episode. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, we should wrap this up because I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to come across some, some, uh, some coffee and nobody wants to see what we're going to do to coffee, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Did I kill? Yeah, I killed a few songs. Are you killing that Google song? Yeah, I'll kill that one. But I also killed the Bush one. The yeah, breathe in, breathe out. Then, uh, uh, Machine Head. Huh? Machine Head. Machine Head. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I got you, dude. You know what's funny is you said it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. I wonder if that's why I wasn't a big fan of the second album because it's almost the same thing but pulled down a little bit. I think it's oh. like a worse version of the first album. And I'm like, I like when they dance. Do similar stuff. I don't have a problem with that, but I'm like, why didn't I like it? Sometimes yeah. I don't know why I don't like something. I just don't like it, and then you can't figure out what is it I don't I, like about you it. You know what it is. And then there's certain bands that you just don't even care. You just, I just don't like it, and you just throw it away. It doesn't matter, you know. But, yeah. but what we say, Chad? This is just from my perspective. I think Patrick, you probably agree with me. No. From, from you and I coming from the '80s, listening mostly to stuff from the '70s and '80s. There were a lot of cheesy songs in, the, in both decades, but one thing you can say is it was never boring. And not all these bands are just talking about in the 90s, to me anyway, were just boring as death. This the songwriting and stuff just became very remedial, and, and it's gotten worse in the, in the 2000s. Okay? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's that for me is where that comes from. It's, I mean, a perfect example of a band that I like that didn't change, other than maybe the musicianship got better. So the songs got a little bit better was a band like Bad Religion. I love their formula. I love sure. that they I'm like, yeah. man, don't derail it because I love it. Like I didn't I didn't know about them until much later, but I, I, I agree with you on that. Some of the stuff was really well written and very, very written for a, a big audience. You know, like a, a live audience. They didn't write yeah. that to you know, to be listened to like a like a Pink Floyd record or something. They wrote yeah. that to to play live and to do which I, I which I love. Oh, I had it. Well, you know, you get a band like, like Chad, you and I were listening to the other other week was AFI. Yeah. You know, they're they're, they're punk rock, and then they completely changed. You know, I like the change of them. Yeah. I know they got hammered for some of that, or, but I'm like, man, I love the new stuff. So that, yeah. That early stuff definitely had some tea. Yeah, man. That Black Sails album, like, oh my God, it's so good, start to finish. Yeah. There's not many albums I would hit play start to finish. Like, that's one of them. Yeah, man, it's so freaking good. I want them to go on tour and just play that record. Forget everything else, dude. Just play that record start to finish. I, yeah. would, I would be there. I'm he doesn't know what we're talking about yet. It's not playable. We'll share it. Yeah, that's, that, the, this, this, the, I, I, I couldn't agree more on the 90s versus the 80s. Yeah. Um, that little tangent, that's, because that's, that's where 
I, I just can't believe how far away that we are from the 80s now. I know. Because it, it, to me, it seems like it's just the last decade. Not only because I did really did I bypassed so many of the of the 90s offerings, so I kind of skipped a decade. You know, I kind of uh, you know the bands, the bands that never change, the bands that just keep doing the same. ACDC comes to mind mm-hmm. every time I think of a band that just did the same record. But maybe with a little bit better, you know, the, the, maybe the, the riffs are a little bit better, or they, you know, there was just just a tiny little step forward. But they deliver the same rock and roll record every time. Um, you know, I, I remember talking to a friend of mine years ago, and Springsteen had released a record, and and his Springsteen is kind of like the folk Rammstein in in, in, in that their his audience will never abandon him. However, they got close when he did the, he did one of the, I don't know the names of the records, there's only 18,000 of them, but he did one of the records, and I remember talking to a Springsteen fanatic, and they were going, I don't know, I like any songs of this new record. I was like, oh, I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Rammstein, that, uh, that band will continue to elevate not just their music, but their stage show. And their production, and their their wardrobe, the lights, blah blah blah. I mean, they set up a small city for for each show. It's 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 one of the I I've yet to see them in concert, but their footage has been breathtaking. That's a that's a and, and, and their sound too. Their sound is so perfect. It's like 1980s with all the power. Eminem had an album like that too. Where it was his recovery album was like, how can he just keep leveling up? You're like, there's no way he's gonna beat this album. And he just kept going. Ju, ju, ju. And he had this one album that was like, what was that? It almost seemed like the tracks that didn't make the other albums. Like that's yeah. how I felt. I don't know anything about it. I just I had tons of his stuff. Yeah, that, that one I never play. I just don't play. Oh wow. It's like it's kind of it's there. It's fine. Yeah. I think I, if it would have came out early, it would have been fine. But yeah. dude, your other ones are so good. These songs are so good. You're like. Yeah. Can. Well, Iron Maiden did that, and you know we, we've spoken about him and dogged him enough. The Blaze Bailey uh, era of there was only two records, but uh, when Blaze Bailey sang for Iron Maiden, they essentially went in the toilet for a couple of records. And it's just because you're used to you're used to having that singer, and then he's gone, and now it's uh, now it's another. This is this is classic Texas. You know you're in Texas because every motherfucker's in the left-hand lane, yeah. and you got nothing in the right. You know these these guys. It's it, it, it's embarrassing. Anyway, uh, other states do it, but not to this extent, to where you have everybody with trailers and all kinds of stuff on their. Uh, doesn't matter what they're towing, what where they're going, how far they'll just sit in there with with no uh, with no agenda, and they'll just and so both lanes back up for hundreds of thousands of miles. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, the burn band's not effective anymore, so now they're rubbernecking all them. Oh, <laughs> we—I don't know if you can see this too, but we are. Uh, oh, we're going out of weird. Um, Sixty-eight <laughs> degrees. Yeah, not a fucking cloud in the sky. This yeah. is this is gorgeous out here. So why don't we? Uh, why don't we just kick this one in the head? And uh, thank you all profusely for uh, watching, listening, sharing, loving, liking, whatever you got, whatever you got to do. Thank you for uh, for tag- coming along, tagging along on the uh, Slappercast episode two four four. And thank you for listening. And uh, next week, 
actually this week now because it's Labor Day, we're going to be at Keneally's. We're going to do their 40th anniversary. We're going out to Southeast Texas Renaissance Fair on Sunday. And uh, you should come along. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Heck yeah. See ya. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.